Alrighty. Good afternoon, everyone. This is the session right after lunch, so might have to do some jumping jacks up here to keep you guys awake. <laughs> so my name is Gabrielle Walsh. I am the youth pastor's wife uh, coming from Word of Life in Steubenville. You might ask where Steubenville is. I asked the same thing when my husband got the opportunity. <laughs> We're in the tri-state area um, where Ohio, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania meet. So we are about 10 minutes away. I can literally see West Virginia from the university that I work at. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's where we're located. My husband is in the back, so if you see him walking around, <laughs> give him a shout out. We also um, have a seven month old. Her name is Aniston. And then we have two little puppies. Their names are uh, Prudence and Penelope. So um, I take care of the social media regular posting. We actually were blessed to have a social media team at our church. Um, so I take care of the regular, like everyday posting um, of our social media as well as our uh, advertising. So our paid advertising and all of that. Um, along with that, I have run um, the social media for four different businesses as well as two separate churches. I hold a bachelor's degree in advertising and public relations from Evangel University and I also have a uh, minor in digital arts. So before we jump in, I just wanted to throw out this quick tip. This is for free. <laughs> um, I would encourage you guys to pick one social media platform and master it. Don't try to do it all um, mediocrely. Mediocrely. Um, <laughs> if you want to reach people, you need to produce above average content. So you may have heard um, in the past to post every day. You need to post 17 times a day. You need to post you know, all these different things. The algorithm, and we'll, we'll get into this later, but the algorithm has changed to where your content has to be above average and your posting doesn't necessarily need to be every single day. If you're, you need to do qual quality over quantity. So don't just post to post. Don't just take a picture of a garbage can and think of a pun or <laughs> something like that. So, in this class, we are going to be going over how to make your social media matter. There are 167 hours between, from Sunday to Sunday. And our job as communicators is to use those hours to engage with our audience. Right today, we're going to stick pretty much with Facebook because um, out of 7 to 10 adults, uh, seven, sorry, seven to ten adults are on social media and Facebook is the most widely used platform. So when it comes to social media, you have to remember that people are not looking for your church. That's what set us, sets us apart from other businesses. So if I'm looking, for example, just bought these jeans. I was looking specifically for bell-bottom jeans. When people are on social media, they're not necessarily, some of them are, but they're not necessarily looking for Word of Life Church. 
and that's what sets us apart. They don't necessarily care about a Sunday service. They care about themselves and what their interests are. So our job is to find the intersection between faith and culture and how our church can um, aid in that. So what does that mean? We need to find out uh, what they care about and how your church can uh, bring value into their lives. So social media techniques, this is an overview. It's important that your social media technique has a look. I'm sure you guys have all heard this. It's all about branding. If I showed you this, who would know what this is from? McDonald's. I tried to find an ad, an ad that, um, that didn't have their logo on it. But this actually was used in London. And you guys, most of you, <laughs> still knew what it was. England? We, London, England. <laughs> so um, they have a familiar font family. They use the, they use the same-ish fonts on all their ads, on all their commercials. All their branding is consistent and the same. They have a classic red that they use like for everything. Um, and like I said before, I tried to pick one that didn't have the logo because it doesn't have the logo yet we still recognized it because of the colors, because of the way it looks. It kind of is like cartoony but not that kind of um, that kind of look and then the white. If I were to show you this, yep, same thing. It has a muted photography style, so they're super into like um, very like blurred backgrounds, like coffee shop feel. Again, familiar font family. They have um, all uppercase letters. They're all relatively close together. The classic green and white. Everybody knows the Starbucks green. And it's always the same green. It's never a lime green and a evergreen. It's always the same green. And again, they don't even have the logo, yet we still recognized what it was. So, does your church, I'm gonna, you don't have to like, answer this or anything like that, but does your church have brand colors? If not, that might be a good place to start. There are meanings between or to all different colors across the marketing world, but we won't spend time on that today. You can look that up on your own time. Um, but this does not mean that you have to use the same two or three colors for everything. Just make sure that they have the same vibe. So, this is one of the social media um, platforms that I run. It's for a photography business. And as you can see, all of the photos have different colors in them. They all are completely different. They're wearing different things. This one has orange, this one has red. But they all have that same, like, very airy, like, muted kind of vibe, all of that. They also have plant lines on them. Yes. So 
that's something that's very important that you don't necessarily have to stay with the exact same two colors or the same because that'll get old. However, you do need to stay with a cohesive um, color scheme because that way when people are looking at your photos or looking at your content like this in a, in a platform like this and they see all of your photos laid out, they all look nice together. <clears throat> if you do have ch uh, church colors, do you have a cohesive font family that you use across flyers, ads, social media graphics? It's okay if you use different, uh, it's okay if you use a few different fonts, but you probably want to keep them within the same family. You're not going to want to use Comic, Comic Sans and Times New Roman together. And you're probably not going to want to use Comic Sans at all, but <laughs> that's just... <laughs> there are five generic font families. So the serif fonts have a small stroke across the edges of each letter. So that creates a sense of formality and elegance. The sans serif is a more modern version, the Gen Z version, and they create a more modern and minimalistic look. This is my personal favorite, love. Uh, mono, <laughs> mono space fonts all have letters that are mixed within and they have a very mechanical look. Cursive fonts imitate handwriting, and fancy fonts are playful and fun. The third technique that we need to remember is that we need to be an individual and not a brand. So as a church, we are constantly talking about having relationships with people and wanting to reach each person individually. That's again what sets us apart from Target, from Starbucks, from Walmart, from all these other brands. That's what sets us apart because we care about each individual person rather than 18 to 25 females, 60 to 65 males. We're looking at Brian, at Ryan, at Mary, at Anna. So this technique is something that is actually ahead of its time. It's up and coming right now. So let me ask you something. Would you rather read a story about your friend's kid baking cookies or read an advertisement about a church down the road? Be honest. The kid. We as humans are created to be social. We are created to crave and know about each other. So why don't we tap into that when it comes to church social media? Have your pastor create some sort of social media, whether that be Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, probably not Snapchat, TikTok. <laughs> Snapchat can get a little dicey. <laughs> but Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, anything like that and um, have it dedicated specifically to the church. So this is going to be separate from like his personal Facebook page. So, and the um, name also needs to be Pastor Mark. 
Pastor Dave, Pastor whatever your pastor's name is, on their pastor's social media and have it, uh, have them post a mixture of pictures, videos that pertain to them. Maybe it's something in, in one of these three categories. Current events, questions of faith, and personal life. So a couple of examples might be for current events, the Ukrainian crisis. Everybody knows what's going on. Everyone knows, you know, what's going on with that. And people in your congregation are going to wonder what your pastor's stance is on that. Questions of faith. Is it okay for Christians to listen to secular music? People wonder. People want to know answers to hard questions. Personal stories. If they're a parent, experiences from parenting, I know that I, I'm a brand new parent. I have a seven-month-old daughter. I would love to hear from somebody that might have a two- or three-year-old kid and say, hey, like, how did you do this? This is a struggle that I'm going through. How did you go through this? Because although every, every kid is different, there's a lot of similarities, too. Or even dating stories from either, you know, when, if your pastor isn't married, what they're currently going through, or if he or she is married, what they went through with, you know, before they got married to relate to youth kids or single parents or single uh, people that go to your church. These categories are so compelling because they're the intersection between faith and culture. These are all cultural events. Parenting. Almost everyone, a high, high percentage of people in the world are parents. Doesn't matter your religion, doesn't matter your culture, doesn't matter your nationality, we all have that in common. Marriage, same thing. The Ukrainian crisis, doesn't matter your religion, we all know about what's going on. So it's the intersection between faith and culture. Facebook ads. This might scare some of you, <laughs> but don't. It's okay. Let's first start out by saying this is not about boosting a post. I know that a lot of you, have, I'm sure everybody, has seen the little blue boost posts. Yes, this is not about that. Um, Facebook has made it extremely attractive to boost a post that all you have to do is click this little blue button, spend $10, and then you're going to get 250 new people. And that is not the case. So, if it were that, because it, honestly, if it were that easy and spend $10, everyone would be doing it, right? So, um, you need to become a master at Facebook ads or Facebook business manager. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So let me be the first to say, you do not have to have a budget of $10,000 or even a budget of $1,000 to make this work. I don't, honestly. At, at my church, I don't have a budget of $10,000 or even $1,000 or even $500. And I make it work. Campaigns can be successfully run with a couple hundred dollars a year, which is why smaller churches dominate Facebook advertising because it's affordable and effective. <coughs> Again, 
I switched a little early, so. <laughs> Again, I want to reiterate that people are not looking for your church. They do not care about Sunday service. They care about themselves. So we are trying to find the intersection. If you take away one thing from this class, remember we are trying to find the intersection between faith and society's culture. So, like we talked about before, when you're advertising, advertising a special marriage class, doesn't matter your religion, doesn't matter your nationality, doesn't matter your gender, the majority of people are married. Being a parent, same thing that we talked about before, most people are parents. Kids camp, doesn't matter your religion, does it, just look at VBS. And how many, how many kids that come to VBS that may not come to your church or go to a church in general, they just want to go to a fun thing in the summertime. Fall festival, same thing. Free family, food, super fun event. Or an ad from a child's perspective. This was a really, really interesting um, experiment that I researched. And we'll talk about it in a second. But it is an ad from the child's perspective rather than from the church to the parent. It's very interesting. So, at example number one, this would be, this personally is what we're going to use for um, New Year's, after, like in January after that. This Sunday is National Go Back to Church Sunday. Did I just make that up? Yep, sure did. But now that I have your attention, this ad coming across your newsfeed is no accident. What if this is the Sunday that changes everything? We have free coffee, an awesome kids program, and really great people. Oh, and wear whatever you want. What do you have to lose? So let's break this down. Oh, okay. So up here, we're, we're getting kind of humorous up here. Yep, sure did, just made that up. What it, and then we get serious. What if, uh, what if this Sunday is the one that changes everything? We have free coffee. Free is a, an action word. People love free things, me included. If I see that I'm gonna get like a free sticker, I'll be like, mm, I'm there. <laughs> like, it just, <laughs> awesome kids program. Again, most people have kids. And they, honestly, to be totally honest, if they don't like the church, they don't like the preaching, they don't like the worship, they don't like anything like that, but they like the kids program, they will come back. And really great people. People want, just like we talked about before, people want to connect. Whether you're a Christian, whether you're not. We, as human beings, are created to be social. So they want to connect with others. So we're including that in our ad. Oh, and wear whatever you want. So many people that don't go to church have this like preconceived idea that they have to wear a full-length gown and high heels. And, and especially in today's society, that's just not the thing. And wear whatever you want. And then our call to action, what do you have to lose? So. We're planning on using this in January specifically because we're going to piggyback off of New Year's resolutions. This Sunday is National Go Back to Church Sunday. This is something that you haven't been doing, but it might improve your life if you do do it. 
So that's why we've picked January um, to start. This is one of my favorites, personally. Attention parents, we know life can get crazy sometimes. There's no roadmap when raising kids and it's easy to get discouraged. We, our Word of Life Fellowship, insert your church name, want to say thank you for your hard work, sacrifice, and commitment. And just in case no one has told you in a while, you're doing better than you think you are. Keep going. What's interesting about this is there's no call to action. There's no come to my church. There's no we have a kids program that's great. There's no we have kids camp next week. It's specifically an encouraging post that um, the curiosity of parents is going to make them click. Then, and we'll talk about this in a second, but um, when they click, you're taking them to a landing page that is super like kid-friendly, bright, like really fun-looking, but also has your church address, your church um, service times, all of the information that you wanted them originally to see is on that landing page that they're going to click because of the curiosity of this post. This is the one that I was talking about. This is going to be from a child's perspective. <clears throat> Dear Mom and Dad, can we go to Word of Life Fellowship this Sunday? They have games, prizes, and a really cool playground, so I will get plenty of exercise. Their, Sundays are, their services are on Sundays at 10 a.m. This ad is interesting because it will catch the attention of a parent. That would be our target audience specifically, and, and honestly, parents of younger kids. Short, sweet, and to the point, they're not, and that's what you want on social media because people are constantly scroll, 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 scroll. Um, and the, the landing page for this ad should be kid-friendly because in not so many words, we are in advertising for the children's department. Bright colors and fun, but still with locations and service times added. So, most of you guys are already doing this, but what many of us forget is to bring the leads to our website and present them with an opportunity. So, build a landing page specifically for what you are advertising for. For example, on uh, April 6th, we are about to launch an ad campaign for our um, Easter service. So I made, the first thing that I did was make our advertisement. I designed the, um, the ad that's going to go out on Facebook. But then the second thing that I did was make a landing page that was cohesive with the advertisement. So when they click the advertisement, it goes right to the landing page, and it looks the same, same colors, the same vibe, so they know that they're exactly in the same spot that they saw before. When you're making a landing page, only ask for names and emails because people will not give out personal information right away. In doing this, you're gaining the names and emails that you can add to a monthly newsletter, that you can add to weekly devotionals, 
before that person even steps on your campus. Also, a tip is to give them an incentive. Uh, one thing that I do is when you get here, we'll have a gift for you. It might be a pen, it might be a mug, it might be a t-shirt. But like we said before, people love free stuff. So these are examples of fun ad copy. They show some personality and sometimes we get stuck with a myth that ads need to be super corporate and formal. And honestly, that's just not true. If your staff is fun and your church in general is welcoming and super friendly and fun, don't be afraid to incorporate that in your ads. It's okay to be fun and um, if you're, if you're from a church that your pastor cracks jokes from the pulpit, mm -hmm. incorporate jokes in your ads. Because when a person wants to, um, or when a person runs across an, a church ad, they want to know who your church is. And your ads need to reflect who your church, the culture of your church. Now you might say, Gabrielle, I have tried all of that and it still didn't work. $50 down the drain and for small churches $50 is a lot. But let me remind you of the rule of seven. It's statistically proven that it takes seven in, uh, instances that your brand connects with somebody for them to make a connection. So don't look at it as a loss look at it as an instance. So another thing that we need to talk about when creating um, ads is the photos that we use. I am a huge believer of three things. Use bright colors. Think about when you're on your personal Facebook and most people me included, I don't look at every single post. I um, scan. I'm just constantly scrolling. I might stop because I see something that's like, oh, so-and-so is doing this, or so-and-so just had a baby, or so, you know, whatever. But I'm con it's a consistent scroll. Our minds are created to scan and pick out important details. So our jobs as communicators is to build off that. Our primary goal is to stop the scroll. Um, using bright colors catches the eye even if the person is scrolling quickly and it makes your ad stand out. So if I have a gray, super muted, or even with Facebook, if I had a blue and white ad, like the Facebook blue and white ad, most likely people are going to keep scrolling because they're going to assume that it was a Facebook ad because it's the same colors. So if you're using reds, oranges, yellows, anything like that that's going to like be bright or even for example for uh, Easter that's coming up, using like Easter eggs, like those bright colors that's going to help stop the scroll because honestly if you don't stop the scroll 
then there was no point to your ad because the people are not going to see it if they don't stop and look at it. Number two, never use stock photos. Never, never use stock photos. It's extremely obvious, as I'm sure most of you know, it's very obvious when people use stock photos. Even if you're using like landscape type photos of like outside, it's still obvious. Don't use them. Because although they may look good, it makes your church untrustworthy be, from the very beginning before people even step on your campus, specifically because, for lack of a better term, you're catfishing them. They're looking for somebody, uh, they're looking for like a specific thing, and then they come to your church, and it's like, oh, well, this isn't what was in the pictures. Or this, they're coming, you know, on a first date to look for somebody, and it's not at all what they thought it was going to be. If you have a DSLR, use it. Use it. It's a, um, yes, like Abigail's. <laughs> That's a, well, yeah, okay, so, but if you have, yeah, if you have a camera like that, use it. Bring it on Sundays. Bring it on Wednesdays. The first couple times, it's probably going to be super awkward. <laughs> and it's going to be like, hey, you, can I take a picture? <laughs> like, It's going to be really awkward, and I get it. But the more that you do it, the more that people are going to um, become accustomed to their two cameras being around. And it's no longer going to be like this elephant in the room. It's going to be something that fits in your church culture. If you don't have a mirrorless or DSLR, use portrait mode. iPhone, and I believe, I don't know about Android, I have an iPhone, but iPhone has an incredible portrait mode. Like, honestly, for a phone, it's wonderful. It does wonders. Always use it. Because honestly, it makes your pictures look much more professional and much more put together rather than just like snapping a, a photo real quick. So Facebook tools. These are going to be some tools that you guys can use. If Facebook ads scares you, definitely look into this Ad Expresso. It's a third-party Facebook management tool that will show you how easily Facebook ads really are. And a bonus, they have an Ad Expresso Academy that will be able to teach you step-by-step -step on how to run a successful Facebook ad. Co-schedule. I personally use this one a lot. Um, this is a free tool that you can paste, copy and paste your copy of your ad and they will analyze it um, based on word balance, character length, the word emotion, um, because ad copy is extremely important because that's what your people are reading. You stop the scroll, but now you have to keep the attention with the copy that the people are reading and that's exactly what co-schedule headline analyzer is for. Quick funnel and optimized press. 
So these are two tools that will help you build a specific landing page and optimize the Facebook ad experience. So like we talked before, you don't want to have this stellar ad and then send them to your homepage of your, um, of your website. ClickFunnels and Optimized Press will help you keep the consumer hooked, therefore not wasting valuable money. Hang on, we're getting a picture. <laughs> All right. So, organic growth. So, you might have listened to all of that and said, that sounded great, but I don't have the money to do that. Maybe you're on a budget. Maybe you're from a smaller church. Maybe you're from a church plant um, that doesn't have a budget. Maybe you go to a larger church and they just don't have a budget for, uh, for communications. That's a thing, and that's okay. Because um, you can grow your page organically. This is a timeline. The Facebook algorithm has completely changed from what it originally was. Like we talked about before, back in 2006, the algorithm was extremely basic. Different posts, <coughs> sorry, different posts were assigned point values. So a post with just text might have been worth one point. A post with a graphic and text might be two points, videos three points, things like that. It was a point system. So uh, it has developed more. So in 2011, Facebook adopted a much more complex algorithm that incorporates machine learning. So that means that we as communicators have to use words that are going to be incorporated in that machine and then that way they'll um, show our posts. The machine learning based algorithm is what's responsible for surfacing content to your newsfeed today. So the current algorithm adapts to individual user preferences. Sorry, I'm getting text messages. <laughs> um, ah. Here we go. Okay, sorry. Individual user. So, for example, if you never, ever, ever interact with photos, over time, Facebook's algorithm will pick up on that and they'll show you less photos. Facebook ranks live videos and videos in general um, higher on news feeds uh, than any other things. Videos with high completion rates. So does that, that means like if you watch the entire video through, Facebook's going to throw that on everyone's newsfeed. Live videos. I'm sure that you guys probably get uh, notifications. Such and such, Joe Schmo is live. You never ever like communicate with this person. You haven't seen them since preschool. Like I'm sitting here like I don't even know who that is. You know what I'm saying? But because it's a live video, Facebook wants you to watch. Remember how we talked about stop the scroll with ads? This applies to organic growth as well. We are, going, we are constantly competing against other newsfeed posts and the yodeling Walmart kid 
for our uh, consumers to pick our post to read. Attention is the most valuable commodity that your church can possess. There is a, our, I'm sorry, this is our number one priority because if our audience does not stop, stop the scroll, then it doesn't matter how good our quality is or how nice of a photo that we chose because people will not see it. So, what kind of posts should you be posting? Well, earlier we talked about Facebook's machine learning algorithm. Basically, the more people that engage with you, the more your post gets seen. So we need to post engagement posts multiple times a week. It doesn't have to be an engaging graphic. In fact, I usually only do two engaging graphics a week because if you get more than, if you're doing like six, seven, eight graphics a week that are engaging, it gets old. Um, but what I do is, especially on either Sunday afternoons or Mondays, I will post a photo of our pastor. I do a graphic and everything. Like I'll usually take a picture and then like crop him out and do a cool background and then a quote, like all these other graphics. And, um, but my caption to that is, Pastor Dave talked about, for example, last Sunday, Pastor Dave talked about not conforming to uh, this world. What stood out to you on Sunday's message? Or what was your favorite point on Sunday's message? Or what was your favorite song from Sunday's service? Something like that, you're asking them a question, so you're encouraging them to comment on your post. Um, I also do a weekly, how can we pray for you? That has been, honestly, I started doing that, and that has been a huge blow up. That people are like, hey, just, just last week, we had a girl that got in a bike accident. It was a young kid, got in a bike accident, went to the hospital. We knew about it immediately because of social media. It was something that, like, that way then our pastors got texted. We immediately started praying for them instead of waiting until Sunday and being like, oh, yeah, such and such when, you know, they got into a back bike accident last Monday. But they're already home now, so it's fine. You know, because of social media, that's a huge way that you can reach uh, your people. This enriches our community by providing them with support in their personal lives, but it also promotes engagement that will ultimately help your content be seen by more people. The more people like, the more people comment, the more that it's going to be seen in a newsfeed. I was on Facebook not long ago, and I came across this video of a guy talking about a pressure washer. Now, I am not interested in pressure washers at all. That's just not my thing. This video was like, honestly terrible. It was like shaking everywhere. It was half the time you were looking at the parking lot. I mean, like it just was terrible. There was like no editing, no nothing like that. However, I watched the whole thing. I <laughs> but you want to know why? Because the person that was that was doing the video had so much information about this pressure washer that it made me watch. 
I wasn't even interested in the pressure washer at all, but it made me interested because of the because of the knowledge that this guy knew. I'm sitting here watching him like and like I'm just like that thing works really well. <laughs> I'm not literally. I'm like, wow, that looks that works really well. I could use that on my sidewalk. I could use it. I'm thinking of all these ways of how I could use it. When 15 minutes ago, I wasn't thinking about a pressure washer at all. So, after we figure out, so the whole point of that story was to know what you're talking about. If you're going to make an ad about it, if you're going to make anything, you need to make sure that you are knowledgeable about your church and about what you believe personally. After we figure out how to stop the scroll, we need to define what your page is all about. Now obviously, it's a church social media page, but we need to go deeper than that. What are you going to post? So do, are you a daily devotional per, kind of person? Are you a behind the scenes? I personally really enjoy this where um, if you're blessed to have a full-time communications person or even a part-time communications person and they can go in and show the pastors in their offices or show the pastors going to hospitals or show all, the, all these things that a lot of people don't know that pastors do. That's a really um, cool thing that social media can show. And if you don't have a, a full-time social media person or part-time, personally, I work full-time at a university, so I don't have the um, opportunity to go there during the day. Have them do it. Have them video like, hey, going to see Grandma Betsy at the hospital. Be praying for her with me. Join with me in prayer for her with me. Short five, ten-second video, send it to me, boom, posted. It doesn't have to be anything like super crazy or anything like that. Those are also really good for stories, like your Facebook stories. Behind the scenes are a really, really cool thing. Because that way it'll show, it'll make your pastors and your church in general really personal. Don't you have to get permission first? Like, From them. I mean, if, if they don't want to be posted, then they don't want to be posted. <laughs> but um, But there shouldn't be any other, like, permissions or anything like that, just from like the people that are going to be posted. Um, are you more of like an interactive post person, more motivational, anything? That's totally up to you personally. But your content should fit into one of these categories. Information, so you're more factual. Entertainment, vlog style or cliffhanging. Inspiration and motivation. Education. Uh, giving people advice on a task or sill or connection. Most churches are probably going to fit in that last one, connection, the community aspect and how your audience is involved. So this is going to be, when I read about this, I was like, what? Don't invite my family and friends? Are you serious? I have... 1.5 thousand friends on Facebook and that's a thousand people that like it's an opportunity right there of people that can like my page but um, the reason that you don't want to invite them is specifically because of the algorithm if I have a fishing page a fishing whatever on Facebook 
and I invite my husband to that page who has no interest in fishing at all and he never ever interacts with it and never likes a photo never comments never anything like that and then I invite someone over here the same thing never interacts with it never they just liked it because they're my friend it will not get shown because the algorithm is showing, oh, well, this probably isn't that important because people aren't interacting with it, so I'm not going to show it at all. So don't invite your family or friends. Videos are key. Facebook, we talked about this before, Facebook tends to favor videos over graphics. They suggest that your videos are three minutes long and before you publish, be sure to add a description and relevant tags. This ensures that your audience can easily search for your content. As uh, Also make sure that your videos are always in HD. There's just like a little click thing that you can click to make them HD. Make sure that uh, you're always doing that. The third tip is to, there we go, is to think about your profile picture your cover photo, your Facebook stories. Statistically, an average adult has the attention span of eight seconds. So in that eight seconds, we need to make sure that they know without a shadow of a doubt that they're in the right place. So your profile picture, your cover photo, and your stories should all reflect your brand. Oh my goodness, speak English. <laughs> um, so this is actually our Facebook. Word of Life Facebook is, or Word of Life Fellowship is plastered everywhere. Our logo is plastered everywhere. The reason that we do that is so that when people go onto our page, they know that we are Assemblies of God, that we're Word of Life Fellowship, and. I thought that there was something else on there. <laughs> um, but they know exactly where they are. It's, it's not necessarily bright and fun or anything like that. It can be. If your church culture is that way, do it. Do, do it bright. Do it fun. This is um, just so that people know exactly where it is. This is another example. This is more of a fun, like, interactive example. James River Church. I'm sure that a lot of you have heard of that. Springfield, Missouri. It's a really, really large church. I used to go there. But here, big letters. Welcome home to James River Church. You know exactly where you are. Sundays at 9 to 1040, or 9, 10.45, 12.30, and 7, and Wednesdays at 7. You know the service times. They have a South Campus and online. You know where you're going to go. And their logo is the profile picture. So when you see posts with that logo, you automatically go back to, oh, that's James River. Hashtags. So we all know that hashtags work on Instagram, but do they work on Facebook? I was very surprised to this because studies have found that without hashtag or posts that work, I'm sorry, posts without hashtags work better. Posts without hashtags, which blew my mind. Honestly. Um, does that mean that you should not use them at all? No, it doesn't. But I would keep them to a minimum. One or two hashtags per post. Um, it's just, Facebook is not something that 
uses ha they're they're not doing it like Instagram is. Instagram hashtags are like that's how your your post is going to grow. Facebook the algorithm is more interactive and personal, so that's why they don't um, work. So in this class, we've t we have learned about overall social media techniques, paid Facebook advertising, and organic growth. These are all subjects that are ever-changing and there's so much to learn on them daily. I am constantly, constant, I went to school for this and I'm constantly researching and watching videos and doing as much research as I can because it's ever-changing every single year. I highly recommend that you do your own research to expand your knowledge even more. Pro Church, Pro Church Daily with Brady Schreer, I think is his last name. Um, it's Brady, S-C-H-E-A-R-E-R. -E -R. Is absolutely incredible resource, and he has a daily podcast that's always 10 minutes or less. So it's something that's like really quick. He talks about different subjects all the time. Um, and he talks about social media, but he also talks about like uh, one that I just recently watched was about um, how to keep newcomers coming back. So it wasn't really even like communications driven, but it still was a really, really interesting um, topic because we all are communicators, but we're all in ministry as well. So does anybody, I skipped over a couple of stuff because I actually made this a lot longer than <laughs> I thought it was going to be, <laughs> um, but I wanted to make sure that there was time for questions. Does anyone have any questions or it's called Pro Church Daily. Any question? Yeah. So um, my husband and I are missionaries, and mm -hmm. we developed a Facebook page for um, supporters and people who are interested in finding out more about what we do. Mm -hmm. And I have found, well, if I post my grandbaby, I get 300 likes no matter where I put yep. it. But, um, but I mean, like, I will put effort into making something artsy mm -hmm. to post a picture from our ministry in Peru, mm -hmm. and it gets no interest. But if I just post the picture, mm -hmm. I mean, what's going on there? I mean, is people feeling, because I, sometimes I think that people feel like it's more produced, mm -hmm. and so it's like, well, and I'm not a professional. So that's probably back <laughs> in there somewhere, you know? It's not exactly like the picture is in great quality or whatever. But, um, you know, for, is there a place where like a smaller church should try and work it more personal or is that just a thing across the board? What, how does that work? I think that um, you hit it right on the head that people who are um, not professional or professionally driven or anything like that, post the picture. Just post one picture, your absolute favorite picture, rather than trying to post you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten photos, pick your absolute favorite, and then just write a, like, short, like, hey, this is what we're doing, you know, this is what's going on in this picture, would you uh, please take your time, please prayerfully support, whatever you want to do, make it really short, people don't want to sit and, and read this big long thing, as long, I'm, I am, the world's worst when it comes to that because I have all these things that I want to tell people. But make it short, make it sweet, and um, pick your, your favorite photo. All, everything is about time. People want to constantly like scan and then go. 
So make it about like really short and one photo. That would be my advice. Does anybody? Yeah. Um, when you were talking about getting people to engage and interact with your posts, mm -hmm. would, would you recommend like doing polls, or is that just trying to get people to comment? Um, you could do polls in uh, like stories. I wouldn't do polls necessarily like as a post itself. I personally really like polls. Like when I, um, and I think that that's a younger generation thing because I notice our youth really like that too. So um, I would do that in your story like, hey, and I would make it fun. Like be like, hey, should Pastor Kyle wear pink or blue today? Or, you know, I'm saying like just something that's like really lighthearted, really fun, really like people are going to interact with that. And store, if they're interacting with your stories, it's the same thing. They'll interact with your page because it will, it, they'll see that they're interacting. So your page will show up on their news feed. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have another question yeah. about live streaming. I don't know. How does live streaming to, like, the algorithm to So live streaming, to be totally honest with you, that is not my expertise. I do know a little bit about it, and I know a little bit about the algorithm. But live streaming is definitely, I want to say that that's your expertise. <laughs> um, so if you want to like chime in, totally. But from my uh, like, like research and everything, it's a live video. So it's like boosted up. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else questions? Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Yes. I love. That is a really, really good idea because people are going to interact with that. That's hysterical. I'm going to I'm going to take that. That's hysterical. Like <laughs> Yeah, I totally, I mean, that's, making a schedule is literally a lifesaver, mm -hmm. honestly. Like, I schedule out all of my posts for the entire week because if I didn't, I would probably die. <laughs> like, um, so that's like an enormous help. I personally use Buffer. I just like their platform a lot. Um, also, just a little tip, I know that this is like an intermediate uh, social media course. However, some of you may not know, 
you can get Canva Pro for free. Yes, because um, we are a non like your church is a nonprofit. Um, you can get it for free. So if you want that link, find me on Facebook. It's Gabrielle Walsh. I will send it to you. Um, and you can just like all you have to do is send them. It's I want to. It's like a tax document. Tara Zimmer is fabulous. I was constantly on the phone with her for like a week trying to get this thing approved, and she was fabulous at like um, sending me the right documents for my church and sending because it's not like a regular tax, whatever like your tax exempt. It's not the tax exempt form. It's some other form that they need. So, but you can do it. It is doable. The district has it, but <laughs> it's it's a really really wonderful. Um, game changing it's amazing like the things that you can do does anybody else have any uh, questions does that buffer that you use does it will it schedule stories for you or do you still have to get an alert and schedule okay. it's unfortunate it, I know <laughs> unfortunately no unfortunately it's only um, content that is with buffer from what I've seen yeah yeah so I need to be better with stories I do honestly the way that I use stories like for example I've been updating our stories today like if if our staff is um, at an event or if our staff is you know doing something that's like more special I'll do stories but I'm not a person that does stories like every day or even every week I'm just not that's just not me and so, and we still, I mean, the growth that we've seen, I mean, we have an incredible, incredible media communications um, team at our church. So we're, I mean, we're really, really blessed. But the, the growth that we've seen is amazing. And we don't, we don't do stories. So it's just, you got to find out who you are. Every church is different. Every person is different. Every media person is different. And you have to figure out what you want to be and what you want your church to be. Does anybody else have any questions? Yeah. Sure. So landing page, and if you need to go to your next session, I know I went over just a little bit, totally fine. Um, a landing page is going to be a specific page. I actually probably can show you ours. You can do a pre-landing page with uh, MailChimp. Yes. So MailChimp is amazing. You can do a free landing page with them. MailChimp. You can do a free website as long as you don't mind MailChimp sites in the name. That's true. MailChimp is, I love them. They're incredible. Awesome. We actually use them too um, at, at our university. It's Mail, M-A-I-L, Chimp, like the, like a monkey. <laughs> chimp, yeah. So, um, this is this is our Easter landing page that we're going to launch on April 6th. So it's super basic, really, really basic. But we have Word of Life Fellowship, Sunday, April 17th, 10.30 a.m. This button, if you click it, will automatically open up a new window, and it takes you to our address. So people can type in where they are. It types in directions, boom. 
So it doesn't have to be anything that's like, I mean, literally this was like, I don't know, 20 minutes. It was not, and then if they, uh, if you roll down, plan your visit, they can uh, put their name, um, email, and then how, mon how many will be in your party. Uh, so that way we can specifically have like someone meet you at the door and be like, hey, thanks so much for coming. You know, we're really glad that you're here. Let me show you where our free coffee is. Let me give you your gift. Let me show you where you can sit, that kind of thing. So it's more of a guided visit rather than somebody coming in blindly. Yeah. Yes. So that's where you're going to go um, more to like this um, look where it's Sundays, 9 a.m., 10.45, 12.30, p.m., south, west, north, you know, whatever you, you call them. Um, that would be a huge um, thing for your landing page to have. You also could have different buttons that's like, you know, North Campus, click here, and it like gives all the information. South Campus, blah, blah, blah. So you could make like a landing page that's really basic and has buttons, and then you could make an additional landing page for each campus that's like more, um, more or less related to that specific campus. Anybody else? Cool. Thank you guys so much for um, coming and choosing my class. I really appreciate it.